Hi there. My name is Dr. Claire Kinuthia, and this is Circling the Rabbit Hole, your go-to health and wellness podcast. This is a safe space for all matters, sexual, reproductive, and related mental health. Hi, guys, and welcome to our very first episode. Um, This podcast has been quite a journey so far, and so I'm very, very excited that we get to start off. Um, Just to give a little brief on what we'll be discussing, it's basically my little safe space for us to have difficult conversations about our health, our bodies, and our wellness. The main um, goal here, especially so, is to focus on our sexual, reproductive, and mental health, the topics that we tend to shy away from or that we tend to have considered as taboo in our communities. So I'm facing them head on, and I'm hoping to bring you along on this journey. I'm especially very excited (laughs) that I get to do episode one with my guest today, Um, and I will turn over and let her introduce herself because this is extremely exciting because I feel like we've come full circle. We have. (laughs) For us to be sitting here, we've come full circle. So maybe just start off by introducing yourself. All right. Hi, guys. My name is Tatiana, or you might know me as Mama Olive, and I am a mother of three little girls and a photographer and a content creator. And yeah, I'm very excited about these conversations because this is something I'm tackling Mm. with my kids. Um, And I would like to be as open and honest with my kids about it. So I'm really happy for these conversations and just, yeah, to equip my kids with you know, empowering information. Yeah. So thank you for having me. Thank you for coming on here. Um, just a little bit of background. How did we meet? <laughs> so <laughs> Claire delivered my baby, yes. Olive. Yes. Um, was my gynecologist with Olive and yeah, saw me through some serious times <laughs> of my life. <laughs> my first baby. First so baby. you can imagine that was yeah. like a very new scary period of my life mm. and yeah you olive is now here because of you so how old is she now six been, yeah that's that's six many and a years half. Later. yeah yeah Ooh, six years okay. later and, now and then also your dad oops sorry <laughs> and then your dad as well yeah that's why, yeah yeah, so, yeah. It's, so it's literally been a long journey yeah. <laughs> so that's why i said starting off and coming all the way to have this conversation it feels yeah. full circle because you're now a mom of three it's yeah. not just olive yeah. um what what are your other daughter's names, just so that we can... Olive, Mali, and Nova. Right, yeah. there we go. So that we can have reference whenever we throw in a name, no one is like, hmm? Who's that? Who's yeah. that? <laughs> My three babies, yeah. Yeah. Um, what are your thoughts so far? What's your journey been like as a mom? Oh, it's just... Honestly, it's the most beautiful experience of my life. Mm-hmm. And with that comes obviously the ups and downs, the challenges. Um, it's incredibly difficult to raise three girls. Mm-hmm. Um to raise kids generally. I'm, yeah, I mean, as much as I love being a mom, it also, you know, you get lost in your experience of being Mm -hmm. a mom. Mm -hmm. Um, You have to discover yourself as born. I don't know, what's that quote that, you know, it's not only your kids being born, but it's also you as a mother being reborn. Um, So there's been, yeah, a lot of challenges along the way. And I think that will continue until the day they, I pass, sorry. (laughs) You know, and my mom keeps telling me that. She's like, you think it, you think it ends? It doesn't end at yeah. 18. You know, everyone says, no, you raise your kids until 18 and then you get back your, but that's not true. Yeah. Especially not now. The worry never goes. Yeah. 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 So, I mean, there's going to be that for the rest of my life, but it's just a, a really beautiful experience. Oh, yeah. Fantastic. Fantastic. Yeah. So today's topic is based around mummyhood and yeah. raising, especially so girls. Mm-hmm. And so we're going to look at the aspect of comprehensive sexuality education. So mm-hmm. CSE, that's mm-hmm. what I'll keep referring to it as. Yeah. And just 
the circumstances and the situations that we have now and whether or not as parents we are better than what we experienced yeah. as being brought up by our own parents or has, has the situation remained the same? Do we have, you know, references or resources that help us better now as we're raising our kids? Because it's one thing to raise children to be, you know, you want them to be wholesome, you want yeah. them to be independent, you want them to live a happy life. But then if you don't arm them with the correct tools, then of course you've already set them up for failure, yeah. unfortunately. Yeah. And I remember growing up, the topic of, you know, your body, your sexuality, um, let's not even go too deep because I'm going to go with gender, but that's a whole nother yeah. <laughs> wormhole. Ooh, that's, that's something <laughs> that's, I'm coming up with now. Yeah. 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 So with, yeah. with those conversations, it tended to be that it was a little class in school yeah. and the girls and the boys were separated and then your parents barely touched on the topic. It was left to the teacher or yeah. let's say church and youth groups and stuff like that. So for for you, I, and maybe I'm giving, I'll give a bit of my own example and my own um, circumstances, but for you, did you have any support, guidance, you know, did your parents sit you down and have the big talk? Mm. Did you talk about the bads and the bees and, mm. you know, babies come from stalks? Like, <laughs> did you have those conversations? So, you know, to be very honest with you, I don't remember how these conversations came about, even in school. I don't remember how, like having mm. those conversations. I do remember, however, my parents being very open and honest with me about life generally. Right. Okay. Um, so I don't think like there was a day that they sat me down and we had a big talk, mm -hmm. but I know my mom specifically was very open about, yeah, my body, sex, mm -hmm. life, mm -hmm. your period, like just generally everything in my life, it was an open book and I couldn't right. talk to my mom about anything. Right. Um, having said that, I do feel like I still grew up with, you know, I would say some challenges in that area because, you know, there comes a t time in your teenagehood or something where you, your, your focus shifts towards like boys and mm -hmm. being pretty and wanting to do X, Y, Z and like wanting to kiss this boy behind, like behind the, I don't know, you know, <laughs> yeah, you're at a school yeah. play and, you know, like those things start coming into play. And as much as my parents were very open, mm -hmm. I just remember, you know, those are things me and my friends shared. Right. And there were still a lot of things I didn't talk to my parents about, even mm -hmm. though I could. Yeah. Even though they were open with you. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Um, and I think it has a lot to do with, you know, how we were raised in, in terms of a society, because mm -hmm. whether or not my parents were open in Kenya, generally, I mean, those are still things you kept to yourself. Yeah. You know, yeah. you're not talking about that to anybody apart yeah. from your friends. So as much as my parents were open, you know, there's still that thing of, I'm not going to, I'm not going to talk to them about this. You yeah. Know? yeah. There's too far. I remember having a boyfriend very early on, a boyfriend, if you could call him that. And my parents knew and they were open and I was like, wow, my parents are so cool. But that's where it ended. Mm -hmm. Anything else that I wanted to do in my free time, I didn't really chat with them about chat with them it about yeah it. okay and yeah. that's even in a situation where you had open parents people exactly well they're talking to you actively but yeah. then you also still felt maybe i can discuss this better with my peers exactly there's also the influence of television magazines exactly. the internet exactly i feel like it's worse now yeah so so now i'm gonna reach into yeah. <laughs> how you're going about it so far with the girls so like you're saying there's a lot of information out there and mm. our kids are very much you know, they can access this information very quickly, easily. Mm -hmm. And as much as I try, you know, to make sure that they're watching and looking at the correct or things that I, I'm okay with them yeah. looking at, they're, they're going to see this out there. So I am doing my best to just be as open and honest with them from the get-go. Now, mm -hmm. I do have points in time where I am a bit 
is shy the right word? I'm a bit, mm-hmm. yeah. yeah, shy yeah. to talk to them about certain topics. Yeah. Yeah. But the one time I had a really great conversation and it was with you and Kaz at mm-hmm. that event, the motherhood right. event. Yes. And I remember you had said, just be very scientific. Mm-hmm. And that, literally that one sentence has carried me so much until now because yeah. I just keep thinking to myself, this has nothing to do with my emotions. This has nothing to do with Olive's emotions, Marty's emotions. This is literally just a scientific fact yeah. that I'm explaining to my kids. Exactly. Um, and that has helped me in so many ways, well, just dealing yeah. with so many things. Yeah. yeah. Um, so I just always try and keep that in mind when I'm trying to talk to them about, about anything. Mm-hmm. And my kids are like, literally, they know they watch people giving birth. You know, right. like my kids are so, they want <laughs> to know things and right. they ask me questions. Yeah. So I'm doing my best to talk to them about age appropriate things mm-hmm. from now yeah you know and yeah. i i don't think keeping it until they're I'm, I'm not of that opinion that i should keep it until they're older of course yeah. they know so many things they're so smart right i've already started these conversations okay yeah one of the challenges that i find with parents especially because being a gynecologist i'm looking after moms and their babies and then yeah. as we get into the preteens and teens that's the first time they start to bring um girls in to yeah. see me And that's the first time we're having conversations around their bodies and the changes that are coming and their um, sex, topic of sex, which is then um, that the advice by mom is it's an absolute no. And that's all you're allowed to say to her. But one of the, I think, challenges for me is waiting too long. And the Mm -hmm. reservation parents seem to have about CSE in general in that the thought process is we're teaching children about sex yeah. way too early. Yeah. And I just want, among the things we're going to discuss is what exactly do you consider comprehensive sexuality education? Is it just talking about sex? Does it have any further reach outside of the changes that are going to happen to their bodies, um, having sex with someone that they love and care for later yeah. in life? Do you think there's anything else that should be covered? Because then after that, we go into what is age appropriate. Yeah. yeah. Um, I think, yeah, so s- sexual education is all about, firstly, also autonomy, learn- mm-hmm. teaching your kids consent. Mm-hmm. They have um, the final say over their body, who is allowed to be in their space or touch their body, wherever right. it might be. Um, I think it's also about, you know, teaching about yeah, your gender, your sexual orientation, mm-hmm. um, your emotion, mm-hmm. your emotional support around that. Um, teaching my kids that I want them, that it's all about feeling pleasure and there's never anything about like pain right. or, yeah. you know, I just want my kids to be able to know that whatever happens, they're in control of it. Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah, sex, sexual education. Yeah. I think it covers so much more than just teaching your kids about sex. Yeah your body your mind like literally your body mind and soul exactly Um, exactly because yeah that's the misconception the general misconception is you're sitting you're asking me to sit my child down and teach them about having sex from very early on and we're like but no we've never said that yeah it's actually the other way around we want you to start by teaching them the correct names for For, body parts the basics of this is not whatever nickname you were taught as a kid, this is actually your vagina, this is your penis, yeah. these are your breasts, and yeah. you, you're able to actually put a name to them yeah. so that, first of all, there's no shame mm-hmm. around your body because that's one of the things we struggle with from generations of, you know, you're not supposed to talk about this, this is yeah. shameful, and yet yeah. it's a part, it's just a part of your it body. It comes with a package. Yeah. What, what do I do if I can't even mention body parts? So yeah. starting with as simple as this part is named this. Yeah. You know, sorry, as you're saying that, I had such an interesting conversation the other day with my nannies mm-hmm. because Olive and Molly would be like, oh, uh, I don't know, my underwear is in my vagina or whatever right, it is, you know, because right. they just talk about it. That's just where it is. Yeah. You know, like, what do you call it? Uh, 
like when like you're a wedgie. Yeah, like yeah. a wedgie. Yeah. You know what I mean? So that's just what it is. And instead of saying using a, a, another word, they'll use the correct word. Mm-hmm. So my nannies were like, you know, if I even to the to date, if I use that word, my mum would like beat right. me. Cringe. You know, yeah. there's no way <laughs> yeah. that I'm able to use that word. But yeah. Olive and Marley threw it around. Not throw it around like we're talking about it all the time. But you know, when they need to talk about it, they'll say it. They'll openly. say the actual name. Yeah. yeah which and is a huge deal. Yeah. Again, just even culturally, it feels Oh my gosh, should you be saying that? But shouldn't she? Yeah, she should be. I mean, then I know what she's talking about. Exactly. Um, I've had situations where in the past with a previous nanny where Olive hurt herself and the words she used were not the correct words. So for Mm. me, I I didn't take it as seriously Mm -hmm. until I got home and realized she was talking about Olive's vagina. Something had happened in the garden. There were were bugs. I don't know what. And I'm like, this is, you know, this is something I need to know. know. You need to be able to call me and tell me something about my child. Exactly. So I understand how serious the situation is. Exactly. So I, yeah, I can understand. Even now though, if Olive was here and she said it, I would also just be like, ooh. Ooh. (laughs) Look around a little bit. "Mm, (laughs) How's everybody responding to this? (laughs) So it's still a bit of a touchy subject for me. Yeah. But it's interesting that I'm, I'm doing my best to, make sure that they are just in control of what they say and just feel confident about their body. Right. Yeah. Right. And then in terms of being age appropriate, yeah. have you had a bit of a strategy? Because I know you've held sessions and yeah. you've also attended a few sessions where um, lots of us in the healthcare industry are educating moms as yeah. well as dads on how to look after their children and the kind of teaching, the, the kind of progress you should be teaching them, yeah. what they should know at what age. Do you sort of feel like you have a bit of a blueprint now? I mean, I honestly, I feel like there's nothing in motherhood that I feel like I have a blueprint (laughs) on. But because my girls are so inquisitive and they'll Mm. ask me questions as as early as now. I just, again, as you had mentioned, I just try and do it as scientifically, I mean, just to the point as possible. Mm -hmm. Um, And I try and answer all the questions they have because at the end of the day, like... if she's, she's asking about it. So she's either going to ask me and get the right information from me or she's going to go and ask somebody else and they're going to give her some rubbish information yeah. that she'll later on, you know, go by. Yeah. So, um, yeah, I don't really have a blueprint. I don't know what I'm doing. But when they ask me something, I have to take a deep breath, come back to them and just try and answer as best as I can. Yeah. yeah. And of course, just to keep the information as simple and accurate as possible yes because another thing as adults you're coming at it from an adult mind yeah so if your child asks you a very simple question she yeah. just wants to know what this is yeah now you've sat there in your brain and done the whole map of okay now i have to teach her about biology and i have yeah. to teach her about and yet she's just asking a simple question, question. give a simple answer and she moves on exactly and that's exactly. It's that simple yeah <laughs> but even just to find those words like for me i need to take a, a right. sorry yeah for me i need to take a breather and then come back because i'm like <laughs> How, how, yeah, what? <laughs> I'll be back with what, the answer. Yeah, what yeah. are you asking me? <laughs> and the thing is, they retain knowledge so ridiculously well. So you yeah. tell her something and that's what she'll repeat to you next week. True. So I cannot tell her nonsense, you know. I can't tell them nonsense. So I really have to go and gather myself, come back with that, like, short yeah, piece yeah. of information. Yeah. yeah. Um, In just your family relatives set, uh, setting, yeah. do you feel like you have support, given that your parents were open with you, are they supportive? Do you feel like you have, you know, friends and relatives who are able to also understand yeah. that you're teaching your kids? Because again, kids hang out with other kids yeah. and parents have different approaches. Yeah. What's your, been your experience so far? Okay, so I don't really have, the girls don't really have 
a lot of cousins or family their age. Mm-hmm. Um, so I haven't really had to deal with that. And in terms of my immediate family, they're very well aware of the way I want to raise my kids and they're mm-hmm. very supportive. Okay. Um, I know my dad has a little bit of a harder time with it than my mom. <laughs> um, you know, like if Olive was like, my vagina, I don't know why I keep mentioning Olive. Olive is my six-year-old. That's why. <laughs> That's she's why. just she's smarter and more advanced. Probably the more yeah. advanced one, yeah. <laughs> um, but... They're very open with my kids as well and they accept everything. I mean, they know why I'm doing what I'm doing and I think they're very um, supportive. Okay. Um, in terms of other family members, I, I to be honest, my kids don't spend enough time to, for them, yeah, my kids okay. don't spend enough time with them for this to be. For this to be something that can come up. Yeah, okay. exactly. Okay. Um, it has come up in other situations, just for an example, like my, my kids consent mm. my kids don't have to hug you my kids don't right. have to kiss you my right. kids they have to say hi which is fantastic that's it yeah, yeah. so that has come up yeah um i've even been told at a family gathering that like, your kids aren't that friendly are they and i'm like they've just they've walked into they've literally just met you yeah 60 <laughs> people here and you want them to start hugging and hugging kissing everyone? Like, no yeah i don't expect that from my kids yeah. and they know that very well so i just limit access mm-hmm. or limit time spent with mm-hmm. people who might not understand that because right. at the end of the day i can't change people right um and I don't need to spend that much time with people who don't understand the way I'm raising my kids. Right. Yeah. Okay. You've built up a very interesting um, point of view. What are your thoughts on the culture of, like you said, hugging and kissing relatives? Because, yeah. I mean, growing up, it was standard. You'd yeah. go to a family gathering and your aunties are all over you. Uncles, yeah. you're sitting in someone's lap and you're yeah. like, I mean, you're innocent. You're a child. You don't know any better. But yeah. in hindsight, you go, hmm, should yeah. this really yeah. be happening? Yeah. There are people who I'll speak to and they'll say, but you're dirtying something that's natural and normal. You're the one who's corrupting. Mm. This child is innocent. What I'm doing with the child is innocent. Why are you corrupting the thought process around it? But I'm like, but you're innocent, but the next person might not be. Exactly. But also (laughs) what's wrong with a child not wanting to? Exactly. That's the thing. Like there's nothing. If my child wants to, and it's an innocent thing, Mm. fantastic. Great. Go ahead. Yeah. yeah, If you're, if you want to hug my child and my child feels safe, to do that, that's okay. Yeah. Um, but if she doesn't, then it then shouldn't why are we be an forcing? issue. Yeah. 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 You shouldn't force my child to do anything that they don't want to do. Um, and at the end of the day, I've had family members who have had experiences with uncles, mm. um, you know, um, yeah, mistreating that person. And mm. for me, that's what I want my kids to know that there's a no is a no and their mm-hmm. say is final. Mm-hmm. And if I start allowing it with certain people, be it I don't even my dad or my sister, mm. if they say no and I force them to they'll understand that anybody can take yeah. advi- or anybody yeah. can do anything they want to them yeah. because they're children yeah. and i never want that to be the yeah, case true because again that's a perspective they will grow up with exactly there's, there's really no unlearning in as much as we want to believe they'll understand better as they grow older yeah. there's some things that are imprinted just yeah. because that's what you learned in your childhood exactly yeah. exactly yeah. what about yeah. in school do you feel like you have support school church um you know, community type of setups where we sort of have programs for children or we yeah. have kids going out to play and interact with each other. Yeah. Do you feel like we have um, a bit more support? Honestly, Olive is going to a preschool now that, I mean, a prep school, sorry, that really shocked me in terms of I went for a sex ed conversation okay. and it was phenomenal. Like right. the lady who was talking was just literally just exactly what we're talking about now right. and just explain to the parents why this is so important. Mm. Um, kid approach, child appropriate ways of yeah explaining every situation. She went through a whole list of things and mm. I just found it so amazing because us as parents got to learn something really amazing, but in today's world, you know, yeah. for today's world, yeah. not this backward kind of view. Yeah, yeah. So that just really 
kind of blew me away and I didn't expect that from mm-hmm. that conversation. Mm-hmm. In fact, I went into that conversation thinking, oh, here we go. Yeah. You know, I'm let's see what we're going to yeah. learn today. Um, so I'm really amazed and that's what I have to go off of because mm-hmm. I only have one child that's in prep school. So yeah. I can't really yeah. speak for other schools and how they're doing things now. Um, but in terms of her Olive's friends, mm-hmm. I have felt mm-hmm. or that, you know, the kids that go to the school maybe come from quite a traditional background Background, yeah um so even in terms of the way the independence that i kind of give olive and the way that i parent Mm -hmm. i've noticed is different from some of the parents there i don't know everybody but some of the parents that i've met i've I've noticed that so i can imagine that in fact i am preparing myself for Mm -hmm. a situation where Mm -hmm. i'm going to be talked to about something yeah um and it, it could be from sex ed it could be from anything like I raise my kids in a in a bit of a different way I mm-hmm. think and mm-hmm. yeah so I am preparing myself for that I yeah don't know. you can already see that you'll be challenged on something 100 percent. <laughs> I, I it's, it's coming yeah yeah so do you think it's an important thing to have this support especially like in structured situations in school in church in yes. um just programs for parents as well as children because again we have to bear in mind that we're starting from we're in a community where we're starting from education of the parent, yeah. not necessarily just the children, because yeah. we know how we were brought up. We know yeah. that there wasn't that much access to information. It was actually taboo to speak to your parents about these things. Yeah, The television, a scene came on and all of you like sort of ducked under, made yourself busy, ducked under yeah. the chair and mm-hmm. ran away and just, and I feel that one of the biggest gaps and we can't sit and be like high horse judge parents for not educating their children. We just don't have the information yeah. or the resources. 100%. So do you have any thoughts on whether this, cause it's one of the biggest fights we currently have is yeah. whether we should have an integrated system into the school system yeah. where there's much more focused and targeted um, S- um, CSE so that children get age appropriate information and it's comprehensive yeah. and it helps them like you said you're learning about your body and how it functions you're yeah. learning about body autonomy and yeah. consent yeah. and what is allowed and what isn't allowed yeah. you're also learning about um your reproductive health and how babies come into the world yeah. and then you're learning about sex when it's appropriate and you're learning about what safe, safe sex is and mm-hmm. how to keep yourself safe um you're also learning about relationships and how to interact with other people in as much as I have body autonomy and I have to give you consent the same also applies you have to give me consent before I can do anything so it's very comprehensive but of course as with anything new you get challenged on the one thing oh no 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 you're trying to teach our children about sex and I don't want that to happen so do you think it's something that we should be implementing we should Consider in a wider scale because it's difficult because you're raising your kids the way you're raising them. Someone else is doing something entirely different. And like you said, now you have to prepare for a possible clash. Yeah. So, yeah. What are your thoughts on that? I definitely think it's so important just because, you know, a lot of us, firstly, like the access to information that I've had is via social media, Mm -hmm. um, which I am really grateful for. But now that it's happened, like now that we had this conversation in school, I just saw how effective it was because all of us parents gathered together. Mm -hmm. And I could see even people who might not have come in there with the same views. Right left there with mm. a more open idea. Right. Um, so I could see how much of an impact that left. And I can imagine now if that was a course that my kids could take and just prepare them from, for their future, yeah. how much of an impact that would make for their lives going ahead. And for me, raising three little girls, it's so important for them to be safe mm-hmm. and loved yeah. Um, in a, yeah, in a, just a, in a beautiful way. And I just want them for their life. And I'm not their only influence. Like I right. spend, yeah. when school is on, they spend 
five days a week mm-hmm. in school. Mm-hmm. Um, so a lot of work comes from schools. And I, I really wish that the school would be able to have a program where Olive could learn more about this and get factual information. Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah, I think it's very important. Okay. Yeah. Okay. So hopefully we can start to have these discussions a bit more openly yeah. because every time, so again, being a gynecologist, filters don't exist in my world. Yeah. We talk about things as graphically as is necessary. When we have, um, and I applaud parents nowadays because they bring their children in to see the doctor, yeah. to have the difficult conversation that they don't know how to navigate. Amazing. So yeah. I do have to applaud this generation of parents for that because not only are you identifying that you're not skilled enough and this yeah. is our gap, you're actually rising to meet this gap and say, yeah. listen, this is how I want my kids to be educated. Yeah. Um, Dr. Ari, can you have a conversation with them? Can you lead us to the right resources? Yeah. Do we have um, shows, cartoons, programs for kids, you know, books that we can read? And Amazing. I'm really enjoying that that's where we're at with parents because yeah. before that, it used to be that, um, like literally, there is a law in Kenya that I can't, as a gynecologist, talk to a a child under 18 about contraception without their parents' consent. And it is punishable with a 20-year jail sentence if I do. Yet kids are already sexually active from a Uh, lot. uh, Very young now. Yeah, (laughs) A lot younger than that. Very, very young now. Wow. So that's how crazy it is. Like that the law itself needs revision. We need to revise some of our policies and our laws, but then it starts with conversations like these. It starts with, you should have this conversation as a young person growing up, because then when you become an adult, you're the one coming up with laws like these. Exactly. Because, you know, you don't know any better. So hopefully we can encourage people and start to actually have open conversations and not shy away. Because again, like you said, you're going to have a conversation with an adult like your nanny and you can't say the word vagina without offending her. Exactly. It's it's quite difficult. In fact, I've shared some of these conversations online um, and I remember somebody being so offended Mm. at the fact that my daughters know the name or their private parts for vagina. And I was like, I remember having this back and forth conversation and I was trying to be as polite and Mm. educational as possible. possible. But it was like, I'm so shocked. Like my son doesn't even know the words for anything. And she was saying it in a way of like, Like, are you crazy? Are you crazy? Yeah. And you're like, are you not the crazy one? Yeah, are are you not crazy? How does he not know the words? How does he not know? Yeah. Yeah. What is he going to do? And I've heard cases, for example, where people go to court and the kid isn't yeah the kid doesn't win the case because they she hasn't the, used the, the appropriate word, yeah. word isn't able to describe what happened yeah in any way because they don't have the words to do so yeah, yeah. that's so scary, scary to me so if anything ever happened to my daughters i want them to be able to get up there and be like this is xyz happened to xyz yeah yeah, yeah. oh yeah that's it's really scary right yeah. another question um any resources you you've come across that have been helpful um like you mentioned about trying to control their access to certain things online yeah. and TV programs and stuff like that. Yeah. Have you also come across resources like books or programs or shows, anything yeah. that you that you find helpful to your, your, your trying to teach girls delicate topics? Yeah. Anything that helps? So um, I have this book, Let's Talk About the Birds and the Bees. And okay. literally, if you go through it, this is just something that I found so useful because it literally talks about everything, like how men's bodies are different from women's bodies mm-hmm. um how adult bodies are different from kids bodies right. um it talks about different family like different family types like it might be two moms and two kids mm-hmm. it might be two dads and two kids it mm-hmm. might be one dad one you know talking about how families are different talking mm-hmm. about different like colors of skin and um 
uh, yeah, it just goes through so much. Talking about sex, how babies are born, mm. and it's in a child-appropriate way. So okay. sometimes I'll be able to just like go through this with the kids without mm. me having to think about how to talk to my kids. Right, right. Um, and then also there are things like, like I said, Olive loves watching people giving birth. For some reason, she's so interested. In it. And I'm just like, maybe she's going to be a gynecologist. You never maybe. know. Um, <laughs> I really try and nurture the the things they ask for or the things. That, yeah. So there are some times I've gone onto YouTube and looked for a video that's not too inappropriate. Yeah, yeah. 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 Not inappro- inappropriate. You know what I mean? How, how yeah. do I? Yeah. yeah how so do you I even have, quantify that? Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and I'll show it to her and we'll watch it together. And then mm. she'll have some questions and then I'll just talk about my experience. And right. then um, if she asks certain questions that I don't know the answer to, I will have to Google. And then again, just say it as simply as possible. Right. Um, so yeah, there aren't, it's not that I have like a lot of resources in terms of, I can name several books. I have this and the internet mm-hmm. and I am just trying to be as open as possible. I keep reminding myself this is for my future from for my kids' future. Right, yeah. Yeah, yeah, so this I found very helpful. Okay. Yeah. I know you do lots of um, programs and uh, would call them what? Seminar-style little meetups for moms. Yeah. I don't know if dads... I don't know. Do we leave dads out too much? Is that also... They can make their own support group. (laughs) They're free to... (laughs) They're free to join in or start your own. But the reality is... As much as dads, uh, maybe I'm, I can't speak for everybody, but the reality is moms carry yeah. a lot more weight. But even if you're in a relationship, true. just even the mental load, yeah. Yeah. having to breastfeed, yeah. I, it, it's just, that's what it is. Um, there are mothers who are even in relationships who are like, I feel single just because they carry, they carry a lot more the of the bigger. load. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so that's, I think, why I'm, and also I'm a single mama and I <laughs> hate men. <laughs> no, I'm joking. I don't hate men. My dad is the best dad in the world. But yeah, I right. think yeah. that's so, why it's aimed at So moms. with the platforms that you've been creating, um, are these conversations that you're trying to foster? Yes. Is there yeah. anything you would want to share? This is the, my my invitation to a shameless plug. Moment. Thank you. <laughs> Thank you so much. Yeah. So motherhood unplugged. Basically, it is a community for moms, just mm-hmm. to build a community, a non-judgmental space for moms to be able to come and talk openly about whatever it is they're going through. Mm-hmm. So my aim is to host four workshops a year, which are now big workshops where there's an expert to come and talk about something specific. We've um, the theme of that event and then also for us to be able to talk specifically about that raise mm-hmm. any issues we may, we may have or experiences or help another mom out with yeah something that we've been through that we could help yeah. out with yeah um and then i want to have motherhood hangouts once a month which mm-hmm. is now where there's no expert there's no theme however we just come together and just get to let loose and talk mm-hmm. about anything that might we might be going through mm-hmm. and um i've had several now and Literally, we always go over time because moms have so much to share. And I like to just start off with my examples, what I might be going through. Yeah, yeah. And then from there, mothers are just like, oh, okay. okay and we're just like, now everything. I can, yeah. I can share. <laughs> yeah. Now, let's get talking. Now. Exactly. <laughs> and it's really nice because I feel like we keep this pent up for so long and we don't have an outlet mm. and we don't have people that can understand us as much as I have the most amazing support system yeah I don't feel like I feel very lonely in my journey sometimes so right. it's nice to hear from somebody else who's going through it mm-hmm. the same way I am and yeah. we're able to connect and just let loose so I, this is definitely another workshop that I'd love to have like yeah. we had one where we had I think 15 yes. people yeah I would love to have one now that's like 50 people because right. so many people are interested and they just don't know how to 
navigate, navigate this. Yeah, yeah, exactly. So yes, let me know when. Yeah, I was about to, yeah, I was about to ask you on here. This. Let me know when. As you know, I'll be very happy to come. Oh, I'm so. glad this is on air because, you know, we're holding her to it. <laughs> um, Just to sort of wind down, um, what are your fears? What challenges have you faced so far? And what are your fears when it comes to raising daughters? Because it we we can really talk about this very superficially mm. and sort of like a bit of an introduction but then it's scary mm. it is scary being a woman out here being yeah. a mom of girls yeah. so do you have fears and concerns do you have challenges and what are those and again i intend to have an expert on one of the episodes as well so do you have any questions or any areas that you would want for us to tackle as yeah. well yeah i think for me one question that i would have for the expert is literally how what is that conversation you're having around you know when you have sex later it's for love and yeah for me i i i would wish that my kids you know have a loving relationship mm -hmm. where they're able to explore this mm -hmm. but at the end of the day in all honesty things don't always happen like mm -hmm. that mm -hmm. um so how are we having that conversation around it's for love right yeah i right. I, I just okay. i really would love that conversation to okay. end because okay. at the end of the day as much as you know, we would hope that's the case. It's not always the case. Right. Um, and we need to be realistic as, as much as we can. So, yeah, how are we having that conversation? I think that for me is a big one and not one that I've had with my kids yet. Okay. Okay. Even though I've, I've been asked, it's because you love, it's because, you know, you guys loved each other. That's why you had us. And yes, while that's the case, it's not always the case. Yeah. Um. So, yeah, that I think that's a big one for me. Okay. Um. And my biggest fear for my kids, wow. Honestly, I I haven't had a fear around this yet, and I okay. say this just because my kids are six, four, and one. Right. You know, um, I don't feel like I feel like teenagehood is maybe where those fears might start coming in for me. I mm -hmm. don't know. Mm -hmm. um, I haven't experienced it yet. Okay, that's so good. So for me, around this, I haven't really had much fears, and I I, I feel like I've given my kids enough information to have that autonomy over mm -hmm. their body and that confidence to have that autonomy over their body and to tell people no when they don't want. And, you know, I feel like we're heading in a good direction. Right, right. Um, but one thing I've learned is that we can often speak from knowledge, but lack of experience. And I just true. feel like there'll be a time where maybe what I'm saying now m won't be relevant. Yeah, it's very true. Um, <laughs> so yeah, I'm not worried yet. Okay. That's yeah. good. That's also a good thing. It's yeah. good not to have too many fears because yeah. You just tackle whatever comes as it comes. Exactly. And I think that's the best approach to have because you can worry about something forever and then it doesn't actually even happen. Exactly. So that's a good Let's thing. See. I yeah. think that's a positive thing. There's too thing. many things to worry about right now, true, you know. True. Let's not add on to. <laughs> just start equipping them as we can now yeah. and then we'll see. And then do you have any advice for mummies out here who are trying to raise daughters specifically um, in terms of matters, sexuality, matters, their body, consent, um, the whole general approach to their sexual and reproductive health. Do you have any words wow. of wisdom that you would want to share? I don't have words <laughs> of you on wisdom. The spot. <laughs> I, just, I just know as moms, it's so terrifying to think of our little girls in a bad situation. Mm -hmm. And I think I know we're doing, I know we're doing the best that we can with what we have. And I think right now we're able to have more, you know, we have all these resources available to us. We have your platform. Um, and I think it is really important for us to educate ourselves on these matters so that mm -hmm. we can best explain to our kids. Mm -hmm. um, 
And also, I think it's very important for us as mothers to emulate what we want to see in our kids. So in terms of a situation where we're not comfortable, we also need to be able to show our kids how we handle these situations, mm -hmm. you know? That is so true. So as much yeah. as it's about us talking to them about age-appropriate steps along the way, I think it's also about us um, portraying those actions that we want to see in our kids. Like Olive mm -hmm. will not listen. She'll she'll hear me, but she'll listen. I mean, she'll see what I'm doing and that's mm, what that's she's going to be doing. Yeah, she's going to copy. Yeah. So it's more action than action. what yeah. you're saying. Yeah. yeah. So as much as possible, just, yeah, be the person that you want your kids, you know, to to be. I don't want them to be me. What what am I trying to say? Be, yeah, show them, show them. how you want to behave. Exactly. Like, so yeah. that they can behave that way. Yeah. Um, And as hard as it is to imagine our kids Wow. It's okay. As hard as it is to imagine our kids in situations where they'll where they'll need this information, because personally, mm. I don't even want I don't I, <laughs> I I can't imagine my kids in these situations. Right. You know, it's hard to think about I want my kids to feel pleasured, not not Yeah, uh, and then you go like, what am I yeah, thinking? What am what, I saying? What are we even saying? Yeah. yeah. It sounds so wrong mm. but it isn't at it the end isn't. of the day i just want my kids to be happy healthy loved taken care of mentally physically and that starts with us so True. we True. just need to let go of those fears that like shyness and just give our kids the best so that they can have the best future True. Yeah. um one thing i'd want to add because when we start to have these conversations it, they, it, they tend to be triggering for yeah. a lot of people mostly because of personal experiences, also lack of information or education. Yeah. Um, just to reassure people that it doesn't have to be what you don't want it to be. As a parent, if you have certain moral standings or religious beliefs, or it's all tailor-made to work for your situation. Yes. Nobody's asking that you have a conversation. I'm not sitting here and saying, oh, you should do it like this. Yeah. You should absolutely teach them absolutely everything the way mm. we are saying you should. Yeah. It's literally, how do you make it work for the morals that you have that you want to pass on to your kids yeah. um, while allowing for them to also be their own person wow. because that's yeah. the catch. It's yeah. literally, I would like, like you said, you can barely picture it, but I would like for my children to always feel safe. Mm -hmm. I want them to feel healthy and happy and loved and protected. Yes. But I also want them to understand that they are in charge. Exactly. They are the decision maker. And even if sometimes our idea, ideas, ideologies, opinions may differ, even with your child, yeah. you have to learn how to respect it as well. Yes. So in as much as we want to teach, it's, it's more uh, don't refuse to teach yeah. because you don't want them to know or yeah. you want to protect them from bad things. It should be teach so that they can learn how to protect themselves exactly. from any negativity, from anyone who's trying to take advantage of them. Exactly. Because especially, I mean, girls younger on, boys as well, to be fair, there's lots of little opportunities for people to take advantage exactly. of them. And if they don't even know how to vocalize what's happening to you yeah. or even learn how to say no. Exactly. <laughs> even before anything happens or learn how to make noise and attract attention. Exactly. I mean... Just what you thought was protecting them is actually is putting not. them in danger. Yeah. yeah. So that's, I think, an important thing to mention because most people will sit there going, uh, no, I don't think I'm comfortable with my children knowing this. And that's yeah. okay. But like figure out what they should know and how you would want to present it to yeah. them. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. 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 That is so true. So I think that yeah. winds us down. <laughs> Ooh, I was nervous about I think, it. But I'm like... <laughs> I think that's gone well. <laughs> so just thank you again so much for being here. Um, I'm just going to open up to the audience and the listeners that 
this is a conversation starter. Mm. It, we're just starting to have this conversation. So please feel free to leave a comment. Feel free to message me. I'll have all the information for both myself and for Tatiana on in the description and on the various social media pages. Um, just reach out. Let's continue this conversation. Let's stop being shy. Let's stop feeling like... Ah, we can't, we can't, we shouldn't, yeah. we, how do I go about it? There are resources. And if you're not sure, we're here to teach, we're here to help. Yeah. yeah. So thank you for tuning in. Thank you so much for being here with us. Um, that's the end for episode one and we're excited. <laughs> <laughs> thank you. <laughs>